Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break French Magazine Season 1, Episode 1. Voilà, on est de retour. Nous sommes de retour, Marc. Comment vas-tu Très bien, et toi Oui, très très bien, très très bien. Welcome to this first episode of our brand new Coffee Break French podcast. Now, you might be thinking, is this season one, two, three, four, or five? Well, the thing is, it's not really in the style of our previous seasons. We're just going to be doing an ongoing podcast, bringing you French information, culture, grammar, all the usual wonderful stuff. Et bien sûr, je suis là avec mon copain Pierre Benoît. De retour à nouveau, comme j'ai dit tout à l'heure. Oui. Tout va bien. Euh, nous, nous commençons un nouveau programme. Un nouveau programme, un nouveau projet. Ouais. Et donc, on est très contents. Now, there are going to be three sections in this podcast for the time being. First of all, we're going to start with a text. A text that is about some element of francophone culture. And then after that, we've got a very interesting section where we've got a question from a member of our audience. And we'll be answering that question here on the show. And then finally, there'll be an element of fun. Something fun to finish off with in each episode of our podcast. And we'll be joined by our colleague Susie for that. So we're looking forward to hearing from Susie. Alors, Pierre-Benoît, qu'est-ce que tu en penses oh, Je trouve ça fantastique qu'il y ait plusieurs parties dans, 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 ce, dans ce nouveau projet. Oui, euh, je suis emballé à l'idée que, que des, des gens puissent en fait contribuer euh, et, et poser des questions. Enfin, euh, bon, on y va, c'est parti. Ok. <rire> we'll be giving you more information later in the show to tell you how you can send us your question. But for now, let's get started with the first segment of our podcast. Ok, alors, pour commencer aujourd'hui, nous avons un texte, un texte très intéressant à propos de... De la raclette, Marc. La raclette, ok. So it's over to Susie for our text. Let's have a listen to the text and then, of course, we'll discuss it in more detail. Allez, Susie, c'est à toi. La raclette est un fromage de lait de vache qui donne son nom à un repas convivial d'origine suisse. C'est un plat qui se mange souvent en hiver, après une journée de ski ou de luge. Au Moyen-Âge, la raclette était consommée par les bergers dans les Alpes de la région de Valais en Suisse et en Savoie et Haute-Savoie en France. Les bergers emmenaient le fromage dans les montagnes et le faisaient fondre sur un morceau de pain. Le terme raclette est dérivé du verbe français racler et désigne le fromage ainsi que le plat. Le fromage à raclette existe en plusieurs parfums. Nature, fumée, au poivre, au cumin, aux herbes ou au vin blanc. 
il faut environ 200 g de fromage par personne. Le plat est traditionnellement accompagné de pommes de terre, de cornichons et d'oignons au vinaigre, de charcuterie et souvent servi avec un vin blanc de la région, comme un fendant ou un pinot blanc. Autrefois, la raclette se faisait au feu de bois, mais aujourd'hui on utilise des fours à raclette électriques, composés d'un grill électrique et d'une plaque chauffante, que l'on pose tout simplement au milieu de la table, ce qui rend la soirée très conviviale. On met le fromage dans des petites poêles individuelles appelées coupelles et on les place sous le grill jusqu'à ce que le fromage fonde. Les autres aliments, tels que les légumes et la viande, peuvent être cuits sur la plaque chauffante pendant que le fromage est en train de fondre. Ensuite, il ne reste plus qu'à verser le fromage fondu sur les aliments grillés et les pommes de terre, sans oublier de souhaiter à tout le monde bon appétit. Oh là 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 là, ça met l'eau à la bouche. Ah oui, oui c'est vrai que ça donne vraiment envie de manger. Hein. I, I love that expression, ça met l'eau à la bouche. We've ah oui. used it many times in, in Coffee Break French and on social media and so, so on. It means that puts water in the mouth. It makes your mouth water. Oui. J'adore. Okay, let's talk a little more about la raclette and we'll go through the text and talk about any interesting vocabulary or grammar covered in this text. So, Pierre Benoît, can you read the first sentence for us? Oui. La raclette est un fromage de lait de vache qui donne son nom à un repas convivial d'origine suisse. OK, as ever when we're listening to things, we're trying to pick up key words here. So we've got first of all, la raclette est un fromage de lait de vache. So it's a cheese yeah. from milk of cow. Yeah. So a cow's milk cheese. And it also is uh, something else. It, the, the, the cheese itself gives its name to what? To, to a dish. To a dish. To a particular dish. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to be hearing more about that dish in, in, the, in the text. It also says that the, the dish itself is part of what? Un repas convivial. Well, yeah, because it would be very much of a shame if you had to eat raclette on your own. Yeah, it's it's something kind of you thing. have to share. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's see what else we hear about la raclette. C'est un plat qui se mange souvent en hiver, après une journée de ski ou de luge. Ah, oh, no, you were telling me uh, just before we got started about your, your ski holiday that you're just back from. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I was, I was in, in Switzerland and uh, obviously I had raclette. Uh, I've had raclette many times, but I had raclette again. And it's just, it's just amazing. And it's got to be, when you've been skiing all day, it's maybe the most comforting thing yeah. that, that you have, you know, to, to, to get to, 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 to fill you up again. To, to fill you to, up, to, to, to restore your energy. Exactement. <laughs> After a day on the slope. So, c'est un plat qui se mange. That's interesting because we've got manger, mm -hmm. but here we're translating manger with a kind of reflexive form. Because in English, I think we would use which is eaten, uh, a passive form. So it's a, a plate, literally a dish, which is eaten souvent en hiver, yeah. often in winter. And then... Uh, après une journée de ski, after, after a, uh, a whole day of skiing. Ou de luge. Uh, ou de luge. So what's luge. la luge? Do you know what's la luge, Mark? Well, it's the, the Olympic event the, <laughs> where you would go in your luge like a bobsleigh, yeah? yeah, yeah. Or sledging, I, I guess. Sledging, yeah, sledging. Sledging in, in a kind of slightly less uh, Olympic fashion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's hear a little about the, the history of la raclette. Au Moyen-Âge, la raclette était consommée par les bergers dans les Alpes de la région de Valais en Suisse et en Savoie et Haute-Savoie en France. 
Okay, so there are police names here. So don't worry about not fully understanding all of this. We've talked about Valais mm-hmm. en Suisse. So Valais, the Valais region in Switzerland. And in Savoie et Haute-Savoie. So two regions of France. France. But when are we talking here? Oh, au Moyen-Âge. So in the Middle Ages. Yes. So la raclette était consommée. It was consumed. Did you get this part? Par les bergers dans les Alpes. Par les bergers. What that's are the, bergers? That's the shepherds. The shepherds. It's a lovely word. <laughs> les bergers. Um, am I right in thinking that you would get berger in la crèche, in yeah, the nativity, nativity scene? scene. Yeah. Yes, yes. But also, if you do um, raise sheep, mm-hmm. you would be called a berger. But in modern days, you would just probably say he's a infirmier. Okay, so a farmer, mm-hmm. or perhaps a sheep farmer, a if sheep you specifically farmer. Yep, yep, raise yep. sheep. Okay, so berger, in this case, by, by farmers or by shepherds, dans les Alpes de la région de... And we've talked about these these regions, Valais in Switzerland and Savoie and Haute-Savoie in France. So let's hear what the berger did. In those days? In those days. Les bergers emmenaient le fromage dans les montagnes et le faisaient fondre sur un morceau de pain. So this is using the verb emmener, emmener, one of those lovely verbs that can mean a few things. So the, the farmers or the shepherds uh, took the, fr- the, the fromage, the cheese, up into the mountains, dans les montagnes, et le faisait fondre and made it melt sur un morceau de pain, yeah, on, on a piece, piece of bread. So they melted the cheese on a piece of bread. Le terme raclette est dérivé du verbe français racler okay. et désigne le fromage ainsi que le plat. Right, so you need to help us here. Le terme raclette, so the term raclette is derived from the French verb racler. What yeah. does racler mean? Racler is like when you skim something off the surface. Okay. Is that what you say in English? Yeah, huh? skim it off the to surface. Off, yeah. So that's racler, so you just take the, the, the top off. Top. So I suppose you melt the cheese mm-hmm. and that wee bit that's just melted. Okay, yeah, just you just skim it off. off. Yep. And, and enjoy it. <laughs> okay. And it, as, as, as the text explains, it designates the cheese and the dish. The actual so dish. The dish yeah which includes other things as we'll yeah. find out. And nowadays as well, um, we'll see it later, but the actual... The actual um, Utensil. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the cooking thing, the, the grill. The cooking thing, the grill, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. cooking thing. That's the technical term. <laughs> you can see we're better at French than cooking here, I think. <laughs> let's go on. Let's, let's hear the next sentence. Le fromage à raclette existe en plusieurs parfums. Nature, fumé, au poivre, au cumin, aux herbes ou au vin blanc. Okay, so... Uh, Raclette cheese exists in many flavors, on, on several flavors. Nature, which is just on its own. The Can I stop you there on that, Mark? Yeah. Okay. I think it's quite nice, parfum, because it's a, it's a word that we, we is so different from, yep. it's, it's a mistake I used to make a lot in English. Okay. So, you know, can have this, you're going for an ice cream, for example, and you know, <laughs> you, you ask, a perfumed yes, ice cream. <laughs> yes, 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 you know, so it's interesting. It's, it's good for our listeners uh, to remember that. So, yes, yeah, so it exists in, in several uh, perfumes. <laughs> Nature, <laughs> flavors, flavors. Which, is, which is obviously just on its own. Fumé, which would be smoked. Mm-hmm. Au poivre. That's pepper. Au cumin. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cumin. Cumin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aux herbes. That helps. Mm-hmm. Ou au vin blanc. That's with white wine. With white wine, okay. And uh, how much cheese do we need Il faut, per person? Ouais, il faut environ 200 grammes de fromage par personne. So roughly 200 grams of cheese by, uh, for, for every person that's having the raclette dish. I would like to add plus ou moins. 
plus ou moins. Ça dépend. Hein ça, dépend. <rire> ça dépend des appétits <rire> et ça, ça dépend des petits et des grands. <rire> Let's leave it there. It also depends on how much skiing you've been doing if you've been bien really, sûr, really Bien sûr, bien sûr, c'est ce que je voulais dire. C'est exactement <rire> ce que je voulais dire. So we want to find out a little more about how the the dish is traditionally uh, accompanied. Yes, sir, Le plat est traditionnellement accompagné de pommes de terre de cornichons et d'oignons au vinaigre, de, char de charcuterie, et souvent servi avec un vin blanc de la région comme un fendant ou un pinot blanc. Ok, so we've got both food and drink here. Yeah. So the, the dish is traditionally accompanied uh, by potatoes, des pommes de terre, yeah. uh, des cornichons, yeah. are gherkins. Gherkins, well okay. done, yeah. Des oignons au vinaigre. Oui, donc so... des oignons au vinaigre, so that's kind of a... Pickled onions. Pickled onions, yeah, yeah sort of yeah. onions soaked in vinegar or, yeah. or kept in vinegar. Yeah. The charcuterie. Ah, you all know what la, char la charcuterie is, I'm sure. So that would be uh, meat of, of some kind of, normally uh, in some way smoked meat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that would be like your, your, your saucisson, your salami, your, your jambon. Mm -hmm. Okay, cold meat usually. Cold meat, yeah. Mm -hmm. Et souvent servi avec, and often served with, un vin blanc de la région. So a white wine of the region. And of course we're talking about Valais and Savoie and yeah. indeed yeah, further Syria, north yeah. into yeah. Alsace and so on. Yeah. So we mentioned there are two different types of, of... We've got a local wine, which is a, well, two local wines, mm -hmm. the Fondant and the, and the Pinot Blanc. So a Pinot, a white Pinot. Grape. White Pinot, sorry. It's not a Pinot Noir or Pinot, Pinot Gris. Noir. Uh, and a Fondant, which is a, another white wine of the region. You can also have it with red wine as well. I'm sure the people would serve it with maybe a Côte du Rhône or, uh, you know, there's no... Something there's a, lighter than a, than a Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah. Like you, even for white wine, I'm, 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 I have had raclette, you know, served with a, um, a Chablis, for example. Ah, okay. That's nice as nice. well. Okay. There you go. Some, some suggestions for you as well. <laughs> Let's hear what happened in the past, because this starts with a nice word, autrefois. Oh, j'adore. Autrefois, la raclette se faisait au feu de bois. Mais aujourd'hui, on utilise des fours à raclette électrique, composés d'un grill électrique, d'une plaque chauffante, et que l'on pose tout simplement au milieu de la table, ce qui rend la soirée très conviviale. Ok, I love this. We actually had raclette with friends uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm. um, and uh, they used exactly what is described here. So, previously, raclette was made by the wood, or by the, the fire of wood, yeah. basically. A wood fire. Uh, but today, on utilise des fours à raclette électriques. So you use electric raclette ovens, I guess, or yeah. grills. Yeah. And they're made up of an electric grill and a heated plate. Yeah, on top of it. Which you put in the middle of the table. The whole thing goes in the middle of the table, which makes it very... Convivial. It's yeah, a, a great yeah. atmosphere because everyone's sharing things and you can cook whatever meat you want on the, the hot plate. Yeah. And then you get little paddles to, to put the cheese on. But yes. we're coming to that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. On met le fromage dans des petites poêles individuelles appelées coupelles. Et on les place sous le grill jusqu'à ce que le fromage fonde. Okay, so you, you put the cheese in little pans, I guess, yeah, in individual yeah. pans, which yeah. are called coupelles. And uh, then you place them under the grill. So the grill is on top and that's where you're cooking the meat. But you put the cheese, you put, put the, the cheese, cheese in the pan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you put the cheese in the pan uh -huh. and the pan goes under the grill until, and I love this, until the cheese melts. Now let's take a closer look at this because what we've got here is a lovely subjunctive. Yeah. Jusqu'à ce que le fromage fonde. 
So until the cheese melts. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what on earth is a subjunctive? Don't worry about the subjunctive. It's not something that you should get your knickers in a twist over. Um, you, the, the, the subjunctive is is a lovely concept because it's, it's something that you really get into as you go further with French grammar. And it's just a certain type of verb that you use after certain expressions. And one of them is the Jus- word until. Jusqu'à ce que. Jusqu'à ce que. So in this case, jusqu'à ce que le fromage fonde. Normally we would, cheese, we would say the cheese is melting. Which would le be? fromage fond. Le fromage fond. That's Mais just here. a D, there's no yeah. E. So F-O-N-D at the end. But here we've got jusqu'à ce que le fromage fonde. So that's a special type of verb. It's the subjunctive. Okay. We'll not go into any further detail there with that. Les autres aliments, tels que les légumes et la viande, peuvent être cuits sur la plaque chauffante pendant que le fromage est en train de fondre. Voilà. So the other uh, food items, les autres aliments, such as tels que les légumes, yeah, the vegetables, et la viande and meat. the meat peuvent être cuits. So they can be cooked sur la plaque chauffante on the heated plate uh, pendant que while le fromage est en train de fondre is in the middle of melting. In the process it's of melting. It's a process of yeah. melting. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. En train de plus infinitive. That's yes. a nice wee phrase. Absolutely. Lovely wee phrase. Okay. And then? Ensuite, il ne reste plus qu'à verser le fromage fondu sur les aliments grillés et les pommes de terre, sans oublier de souhaiter à tout le monde bon appétit. Ok, so this is lovely. Ensuite, next, il ne reste plus qu'à something. Ooh. A good expression. The only thing left is to do something. So here, il ne reste plus qu'à verser le fromage fondu. So to to uh, What's the word? To turn pour, over, to, yeah, pour to pour over. Pour over, yeah. Pour over the melted cheese on the grilled food that you've you've already grilled and the the pommes de terre and the potatoes. Yeah. But so, you mustn't forget without absolutely. without forgetting de souhaiter à tout le monde bon appétit without forgetting to wish everyone bon appétit. Enjoy your meal, a good yeah. Well, I think it's time for a little break here because I'm getting quite hungry <laughs> with all this talk of raclette. We'll be back after the break with our phone-in question. Until then, merci et bon appétit. Bon appétit. If you'd like to take your French that bit further, then you may consider signing up for one of our premium courses on the Coffee Break Academy. There's something for everyone, from absolute beginners up to advanced learners, and the premium materials include lesson notes, transcripts, video lessons, exercises, and vocabulary guides, depending on which course you opt for. Head over to coffeebreakacademy.com to find out more. 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Welcome back. Now, this is the part of the show where the star of Coffee Break French is the Coffee Break French listener, you. And in this episode, we have a question from Marcus, who is asking about the agreement of numbers. So let's have a listen to Marcus's question. Hello, Coffee Break. My name is Marcus. I'm from California in the United States. Um, I've been studying French on and off for roughly seven years. And my question is regarding numbers. For example, if I want to say he is 21 years old, it would be il a 21 ans. But I saw recently that for the translation of a thousand one nights, it is mille une mi. So I'm wondering what the phenomenon here is. Why is it like this? Why 21 ans, but mille une mi? Could you give me further guidance on agreement of numbers? Merci beaucoup, Marcus. Now, when we're speaking in French, we need to know if a word is masculine or feminine in order to know whether we use un or une, le or la, and indeed how we describe it with various adjectives. And the same goes for using numbers. Normally, you only need to think about whether it's one house or one book, une maison, un livre. But the same goes if a larger number that you're using ends with a one. So, for example, as Marcus suggested, I am 21 years old would become j'ai 21 ans. 21 ans. So, we're using un there because en is a masculine word. Un an. So, 21 ans. However, if we were talking about the other word for year, which would be année, which is feminine, une année, and we use année when we're referring to the, the length of the year, for example, j'ai passé toute l'année en France. I spent the whole year in France. Or j'ai passé un an en France. I spent a year in France. So when we say une année, it's referring to the length of the year. We're, we're reinforcing that. So if we wanted to talk about 21 years using the word année, that would be 21 années. 21 années. 21 years. Because année is feminine. The other example Marcus gave was about mille et une nuits. So, one thousand and one nights. That's again because nuit is feminine. Une nuit, so mille et une nuits. However, if we were talking about one thousand and one days, that would be mille et un jours. Mille et un jours. Now, just while we're mentioning vingt et un and mille et une and so on, it's important to remember with these numbers we have to use des traits d'union which are uh, hyphens in between each of the words of the number. So, vin hyphen, a hyphen, un. Vingt et un, with two hyphens in the middle there. Vingt et une année, vin hyphen, a hyphen, une année. So, whenever you have a number like this, you need to use a hyphen. And that goes also for uh, 46 or 99. 
in between each of the numbers, you need that hyphen. Okay, I hope that answers your question, Marcus. It's a fairly straightforward thing. Just remember what gender the noun is that you're referring to, that you're counting. Now, if you would like to ask a question and potentially feature in a future episode of Coffee Break French, then simply head over to coffeebreakquestions.com and you can ask your question there. We look forward to receiving your questions and you may well be featured in a future episode. Okay, so for the final section of this episode of the Coffee Break French magazine, we're joined once again by Susie. Salut Susie Salut Marc Ça va Ça va bien, merci. Alors, de quoi vas-tu parler aujourd'hui De fromage. Ah, bah, D'accord, <laughs> ok. Alors, vas-y <laughs> Well, as you know, um, cheese is a very important part of French culture. Mm -hmm. um, there are many types of French cheese, um, which are divided into eight categories called les huit familles de fromage. Okay, so eight families of cheese. But how many types of cheese are there actually? Well, there are definitely over 400. Mm -hmm. Some people say over a thousand. Wow, okay. Um, but there is a, a famous quote by the French president Charles de Gaulle, okay. um, who says... Comment voulez-vous gouverner un pays où il existe 258 variétés de fromage? So how can you govern a country which has 258 types of cheese? <laughs> That's right. I love it. Okay, excellent. So cheese really is a big deal in France. Absolument. Um, and therefore it's not surprising that there is an idiomatic expression about cheese. Okay, um, let's hear our idiomatic expression then. <laughs> uh, our expression is en faire tout un fromage. So literally... Of it to make all a uh, cheese or to make a whole cheese about it, yeah? <laughs> C'est exact. <laughs> okay, so what, what does it actually mean, the, the expression? It means to make a big deal of something. Okay. Um, to make a fuss about nothing, mm -hmm. I suppose you could say in English, or to make a mountain out of a molehill. A whole song and dance about something. That's right. Okay, I love it, yep. Uh, basically to exaggerate the importance of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is that you start with something as simple as milk and you turn it into something more complex, like cheese. Okay, so can you give us an example of this in, in a sentence? Ce n'est pas la peine d'en faire tout un fromage. So you would be saying something like, it's, it's not worth making a whole big song and dance about it. It's not, it's not worth making a fuss about it. Voilà. Okay. Could you also change the fromage to toute une histoire? You could indeed. Um, you could say, pas la peine d'en faire toute une histoire. So, pas la peine d'en faire toute une histoire. And the en is about it. That's what we're referring to, that en there. So, it's not worth about it, making a big story about it, a big fuss about it, a big deal about it. C'est ça. Okay, so we hope that you're able to use this phrase, en faire tout un fromage, at some point in the, the near future in your own speaking or writing. But that's where we'll leave it now. Merci, Suzy. Je t'en prie. Alors, Pierre-Benoît, qu'est-ce que tu en penses? Oh, this has been a fantastic episode, Mark. I really enjoy the, the variety, the phone-in, and then, and then the, the, the wee segments there. Really, really good. Really good. And of course, we hope that you, our listeners, have enjoyed it. It's fantastic to be back in the studio recording more Coffee Break French content for you. Oh, that's fantastic, Mark. But can you tell us how our listeners can get more out of this episode, please? 
Absolutely. There is, of course, a premium version of this episode of the podcast in which you'll be able to access the transcript of all of the, the content included in the episode. The, the chats between Gavinois <laughs> and me. We do tend to go off topic a little bit oh, now and then, but that's, that's okay. And, of course, there will be some additional materials too. And you can find out about all of that at the Coffee Break Academy. So simply head to coffeebreakfrench.com and there you'll find the link for the podcast and the premium version of the podcast. For now, that's it. We would like to say merci beaucoup, comme d'habitude, et à la prochaine. D'accord, à la prochaine. Au revoir à tous. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2019 Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019 Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.